I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Friday today. And uh, final thoughts for the Friday. Of course, we are into uh, the bracket update, which you're getting every 15 minutes here on KSL News Radio. And that uh, has been a big part of my world for a very, very long time. My family has been doing March Madness brackets all the way back into the mid-70s. And so we love March Madness. We love the NCAA tournament and all the upsets and all the amazing things that happen. Uh, but just in this last segment, we were talking about going to the moon and kind of getting that cosmic perspective in terms of how small we really are. And I actually want to tie this into March Madness. So I don't know if you watched the game last night uh, when the uh, University of Indiana was playing. Uh, a shot was taken and the ball bounced up over the rim and got stuck on the top of the basket. Now, that doesn't seem like a, a big problem. We have a lot of tall people on basketball teams. And so first, the uh, the ball boy tried to poke it with the uh, the little uh, mop that they used to wipe up the sweat on the floor. Couldn't reach it. So then they had the uh, tallest player on Indiana uh, went over with the same uh, mop. Trying to poke quite the referee, being the referee, being brilliant, uh, pulled over a chair. And the commentators were then saying, if I'm the coach, I don't like this. I don't want my player up on a chair poking at the top of the rim for the ball. Uh, Casey falls off that chair, breaks his leg. Uh, but great courage. Uh, he stood up there on the chair and he still couldn't reach it. So while everyone else is trying to figure out what are we going to do, the ball is stuck at the top of the basket on the backboard. And while everybody's milling about, the Indiana cheerleaders uh, got together and a uh, a strong young man and a brave young woman uh, got together and uh, the cheerleader hoisted that young lady up to the top of the backboard and she snagged the ball and the game continued. Uh, and so the heroics of the Indiana game were not any of the players or the officials or the organizing committee or the fans in the stands. It was the cheerleader uh, who allowed the game to go on. And uh, to me, that's part of that cosmic perspective uh, when we quit thinking we're the most important thing and recognize that there's a whole lot more to it and uh, that there's people all around us who can do some pretty extraordinary things that can even save your NCAA tournament basketball game and allowing it to continue. Uh, so that's just one of many lessons uh, that we've been watching in, in March Madness. It was also interesting to note uh, yesterday that on the University of San Francisco basketball team, uh, they have a member of that team from Ukraine and two members of that team who are from Belarus. Uh, who all sat on the bench together, uh, who were all united in their focus of trying to win a basketball game. Uh, another just great, great lesson. And there's there's so many of those uh, that come out uh, during March Madness. And I hope you watch that over the weekend. I know I'm going to try to sneak in as much as I can there. Uh, but I want to hit before we wrap up today, just a couple other lessons from the week. Some things that uh, I keep thinking about 
having looked back at the week and trying to figure out where we are on on so many things. Of course, a lot of the week focused on uh, President Zelensky speaking to a joint session of Congress here in the United States and his incredible ability to paint a picture, his ability to read a room. His ability to frame conversations. I always talk about leadership in the context of can you frame or reframe a conversation or an issue? Can you cause people to think differently or more powerfully than they have in the past as it relates to whatever the issue might be? And I think President Zelensky did that uh, in most extraordinary ways. And he didn't just do it here in the United States. He did it with uh, the Parliament in Canada. He also did it to the governing body of Germany and continued to bring back important messages, lessons from history. I've been so impressed uh, with President Zelensky's knowledge of history and his ability to use history to inform important conversations today. And uh, he did that. He reframed every conversation from protecting the skies to getting the right kind of equipment, uh, the right kind of support and sanctions, and really calling on people to lead. And he he did that. He called on Congress to lead. He called on President Biden to lead from the front, not from the middle or the back. And if anyone was worried about America being the police of the world, Zelensky said no. We need you to be the leader of the free world. And that is being the leader of peace. And I thought that was an important message that uh, came out through the course of the week this week. And then, of course, uh, right after that, uh, Congress voted on a a massive uh, spending deal. And we know they were up against the wall once again, as Congress always is, when it comes to spending and funding the government. And it's never just funding. It's always funding plus a little more. And that's why we're... Over $30 trillion in debt. And I would just remind everyone that you cannot, you cannot get $30 trillion in debt through conflict. And as much as we complain about conflict in Washington, conflict is not the problem when it comes to our spending. Collusion is the problem when it comes to our spending. And it's when Democrats and Republicans collude and create these incredible false choices that we continue to spend in a way that is reckless, unsustainable, and will hurt the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most, not to mention the world it will leave to our children and grandchildren. But it's always this false choice. And so this is what we saw. We talked about it earlier in the program today. In fact, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska called out his colleague, Senator Murphy, uh, on this false choice scenario. So Senator Murphy went to the floor uh, of the Senate and pointed out that uh, he called the Republicans uh, hypocrites for saying they were supporting uh, President Zelensky and the Ukrainians. But then they voted against. How dare they vote against the funding, uh, the extra 14 billion in funding for Ukraine. And that's the that's the whole false choice of it all. Because why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Uh, does funding for Ukraine, which I don't, I haven't found anybody in the United States Senate who would vote against that. Not a one. Not even Bernie Sanders. So everybody's going to vote for that. And so what do you do? You throw it into a $1.5 trillion monstrosity of a spending bill that is 
Congress shirking their responsibility one more time and kicking the can down the road to September. And so, yes, there are principled politicians on both sides of the political aisle that won't vote for that. But it's not because they hate puppies or they don't like chocolate ice cream or that they're supporting Vladimir Putin instead of Ukraine. That's ludicrous. Uh, And those kinds of fake fights and false choice are the problem. And so I I applaud Senator Sass for calling it out for what it is. This is not about the perfect being the enemy of the good. It's not about people who are unbending or unwilling to compromise. No, it's common sense. To say, if we're going to talk about supporting and funding Ukraine, have that conversation and take that vote. It's really simple. Do it on the floor of the House and the Senate. Amazingly, it can be done. But we choose not to because our politicians tell us it's it's very complicated. It's very difficult. Uh, and it's just not. It's really quite simple. But what it takes is courage. It takes real courage. And that's what we need more of. I think that's what President Zelensky showed. And I think that's what we need to find and discover or rediscover in those that we call leaders in this country. Uh, We need real leaders uh, who are going to step up to address real problems in real ways, not political ways, not positioning ways, not narcissistic ways for their own good, but for the good of the people. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world today and throughout your weekend, see something that inspires and say something that uplifts. And please do something that will make a difference. Your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.